Klaus. Klaus is the story of Jesper, who is a spoiled rich kid living a life that is pampered, created by his father. His father is the head of the Royal Post Office, which is essentially the post office of the world. Jesper's father notices that Jesper isn't trying very hard in his pursuit to become a postman and to carry on the family legacy. So in order to show Jesper a little bit of tough love, he tasks him with going to Smearinsburg, which is a remote island in the middle of very, very, very far north. Some might call it the North Pole. And he gives him an objective. Deliver 6,000 letters in one year for Smearinsburg, and you can come back and live your pampered life with me. However, Jesper, in his pursuit, comes across a man named Klaus, who loves making toys and gifting them to children and bringing them joy. Jesper realizes he can leverage Klaus in order to accomplish his goal of delivering 6,000 letters in a year's time. So he decides to pursue that opportunity. But there's so much more to it than just that. And we have our movie. Klaus is essentially an origin story about Santa Claus, but it's really special in the fact that it's executed to perfection in order to make a very original, very clever origin story that's ultimately endearing, unexpected, and surprisingly deep. There are many layers that are unpacked in what would seem like a surface level story about a spoiled rich kid in combination with the origins of Santa Claus. But the manner in which these two are combined makes for phenomenal viewing and great Christmas watching. It makes you ask different questions about good deeds, the contagiousness of kind acts, and the morality and the intentions between all of it. So starting off with what I really enjoyed about Klaus. Klaus is a very unique and clever take on the origins of Santa Claus. Many movies throughout time have told the story in a fashion about Santa. Where he comes from, how he makes his toys, why reindeer, does he really like milk and cookies, those have all been explored at some point or another. However, this story goes through each and every Santa-ism you can think of and cleverly interweaves it between the story of these characters. It actually makes for a fun checklist as you're going throughout the movie. This is a no-spoiler review, so I'm not revealing all of these as Santa-isms that are actually in the movie, but I actually challenge you, make a list of Santa-isms that you've heard throughout your lifetime and see if they're answered in this movie. It makes for a lot of fun to just kind of go through and check. But what makes these Santa-isms brilliant is the fact that they're cleverly interweaved into the film so that they feel intentional and not just a hokey Santa Claus fanfare because each of these Santa-isms is put into the movie for a purpose and it's meaningful for the character development and the movie's very clever in that regard and I really, really love that. It's amazing how they can leverage those in order to contribute to the story. Also, the relationship between Klaus and Jesper is extremely strong. Jesper and Klaus are very different people with very different intentions and purposes. And the collision of all these differences steadily builds up to Thardic and very satisfying to watch unfold at a very good pace. Jesper and Klaus, since they're so different, the relationship isn't going to form just like that. It's going to take time and the movie appropriately takes that time in order to form that. It gives you something to root for for the entirety of the movie because that's where the best questions of the movie are asked and posed to us as the audience and it's a ton of fun to watch and it adds to that Christmas spirit too. And speaking of that, this movie does a great job of getting you to ask some meaningful questions along Jesper's journey. Selfless acts that people commit, the motivations behind them, and the impact of it all. Looking at Jesper, his main motivation in this movie is to get back to his pampered life and away from the cold wasteland that is Smearinsburg, which to me is hilarious in of itself. The town is called Smearinsburg. That's such a, it's, it's so hokey. Ultimately, in order to accomplish that goal, Jesper is encouraging and enabling selfless means for a selfish end. And that's such a juxtaposed idea that actually got me thinking for the last few days. Is it a bad thing to promote positive? 
positivity and camaraderie in order to achieve selfish ends. I could talk about that all day, but I leave you to decide that for yourself. The movie got me thinking so much, but still helped me have such a great time and great Christmas viewing is just utterly impressive. And what's even better is that it does this without shoving it in your face or making it too obvious. And lastly, I'll say the side characters are very interesting. You will meet quite a few side characters and even groups throughout Jesper's journey. Although this is ultimately an origin story about Klaus, it's told through Jesper's eyes. And the movie finds a way to include a lot of side characters into Jesper's journey really meaningfully. In doing so, you not only get to see Jesper get to develop as a character in his interactions with these side characters, but those side characters also go through their own growth and development on their own, which is really rewarding and satisfying to watch. Now, what did I not like so much about this movie? The movie does slow down at points. The runtime for Klaus is just north of about an hour and a half, pun intended, which is of course one of my favorite runtimes for a movie. That time box between an hour and a half and two hours is perfect. However, for an hour and a half movie, this more felt like a two hour movie. And it does this because it ultimately takes time to talk about conflicts between the side characters that I ultimately didn't care about. And what makes that even worse is that the movie's short already, and making a short movie feel long isn't necessarily a terrible thing, but I wouldn't call it good either. To me, it's a sign that the entertainment value at points could have been bumped up a bit or things could have been cut out. Also, although I found the side characters extremely interesting, the movie introduces conflicts between them that ultimately were not. You see feuds form, however, the movie tries to make those feuds more relevant than they actually are, which is really distracting. When they stuck with this feud, I find myself being a little bit bored and just wanting to get back to the journey of Jesper and Klaus. Friends, at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to give this movie an 8 out of 10. It was great and I recommend it to anybody for some great Christmas viewing. Friends, have you seen Klaus? If so, what'd you think of it? You know where the comment section is. Let me know. Thanks so much for watching another Bankrupt Hippo movie review. If you like this, click right here if you'd like to see more. I've been Bryce and until next time, have a great day.